All right. Hey, dude. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Brain Dump Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Walliker, and today's episode is sponsored by the Rock Solid Gym Method. So this is a monthly course that takes you through a year of support, changing your mindset around food, fitness, body image, and so much more. Um, I also have the beginning program, which is a more condensed three-month version of this, a little bit more high ticket, so it really just depends on how much you're willing to invest, how deeply you want to go in this work, and so much more. So check out the Rock Solid Gym Method website, that's rcksldgymmethod.com, to find out everything that is going on as far as courses, one-on-one coaching, and mastermind groups as well coming up. So whether you are here on the weekly or you are just finding me out later on, welcome. I am so happy to have you. Uh, This is part two in a four-part series that we are going to be going through. Last week, we talked about food cravings. This week, we are going to be talking about fitness cravings. And what I am so excited about and where I'm at right now, I am recording all of the modules for the beginning program, which is just bringing me back to life and fueling my fire and really showing me just how much I've implemented this and how much has changed in the last few months alone from all of the work that I've done with this. So I'm super excited for everybody to fast track it. One and two, um, fitness cravings. I have a very right here, right now day of example for this. So here's the deal. (laughs) We're going to break this down a little bit more. Um, so As you know, cravings come from lack, lack of uh, nutrition, lack of support, lack of love, lack of um, movement, whatever it is, your cravings are trying to tell you something. And a lot of us have cravings as far as food. And if that is you, definitely check out last week's podcast. And of course, um, cravings come from lack and cravings come from lack 2.0. Uh, Those podcasts are also fantastic and dive deeper. First one, definitely. Second one just kind of builds off of it. But the big thing is understanding your emotions around how you view fitness. So for me and my world, we change fitness to movement because with movement, there's a lot of different ways of looking at it and it doesn't have to be one specific way. So for me, um, fitness was always in the gym and when it was really rough and dead and how I looked at it as dedicated, no kind of wiggle room, it had to have the right um, lighting, the right setup, the right equipment, the right weights, um, the right mirrors, the right layout, um, the right time even, and right outfit. <laughs> and I wear shorts and a cutoff t-shirt. And even that, like it had to be the right sports bra. I, I definitely had specific sports bras that if I wore the wrong one, it would throw off everything. So it was down to every little thing had to be perfect in order for fitness to be okay in order for me to get a good workout. And the psychological side of that um, was very exhausting. So fitness was always my therapy and is still, I've definitely gotten back to it, which is very exciting and awesome. But the emotional side of fitness cravings for me, um, when it was in that specific realm, in that specific look, in that specific way, um, and how it morphed from therapy to an extra 
stress into punishment was there was a lot of extra stress going on. I had put a lot of expectations and views and everything on that and used fitness as kind of my outlet, but also as my destruction. Um, whether it was whether what I was doing was good enough or whether my feelings were valid enough or not. And if I didn't feel that way, then it was like, suck it up, buttercup, like go work through it. And a very masculine way of looking at it. And lately been finding out more about the masculine and feminine balancing of it and how men and women are different and how I have been looking at it in a very male perspective and not seeing the more relaxed, laid back side of things for me as being just as beneficial and just as potent and applying more of that into my life recently has definitely made the change. And I guess not realizing that it was that more or less, but, um, I used fitness cravings as numbing out punishment. If I didn't want to deal with something, it was my therapy, but it was, I was using my therapy of fitness in a negative light of not addressing everything else that was going on. And that's where you find the balance of whether you should go and force yourself to go to the gym or whether you should force yourself to not go to the gym. So it's not a sense of being lazy and not going to the gym. It's a sense of forcing yourself to do both, either or, in order to grow, in order to heal, in order to make your way through things. So I want to talk about that. So dealing with cravings, um, it's not... How I talked about last week was... It's intuitive eating is something that is pushed and I'm just going to relate it back fitness back to food in a way. Um, Intuitive eating is something that I fully believe in, but it takes practice and it takes time because understanding your cravings is how you're able to intuitively choose what is going to be best for you. So it's not just eating whatever you want. It's not just uh, taking days off whenever you want. It's understanding why you are feeling that way, why your cravings are towards that. And yeah, it is fitness cravings to skip a day at the gym, to force yourself to go to the gym. It's the same thing when it comes to food. It's all the same. And I am an expert on dealing with cravings. So that's my why I'm talking about it. So in order to work through it and in order to be very intuitive with your fitness, with your movement, you have to work through those days. So sometimes it is forcing yourself to go. Sometimes it's forcing yourself to stay. So when it comes to forcing yourself to go, um, when to make yourself and why is going to be the first off. So forcing yourself to go is when you don't want to. So it's the sense of you are here. We're going to start with forcing yourself not to go because that's the hardest one when you are forcing yourself to go. So let's start with that. Forcing yourself not to go. Um, when to make yourself not go and why this is when you make yourself not go. If you are dealing with stress, if you are, um, dealing with an injury and, If you're dealing with an injury and your go-to is just to work through it because you don't want anyone else to pass you up, that's when you stay home. If you are sick and you see everybody else or you see other people posting about how they are working out even when they're sick um, to force through, to no days off, to I'm motivated and you're not, stay home. If you are punishing yourself for the fact that you had an extra 
that you had a chicken strip at work when you normally wouldn't, or you had an extra, or you had the slice of cake, or you had a bite of something. It could be as simple as that, or you didn't do as well um, at work as you wanted to. You didn't pass that test. You didn't um, get X, Y, and Z done, or even just Z done, and Z was just a busy work thing that um, didn't need to be done in the first place. So you're punishing yourself with extra fitness. If you've already gone and you're forcing yourself to do more because maybe the first time wasn't enough, that's when you don't go. That's when you stay home and you deal with whatever it is that you're trying to numb out. You deal with the fact that you are sick and the emotions behind taking a day off from the gym and being terrified of that. Um, working through that as to why you are afraid. Like, where did that come from? Who said that that was a bad thing? Of doing, having a bad day at work, of having a bad test come back, or not being able to study. Like, looking at that, like, why was that such a big deal? How can you work through it? Why are you trying to numb out? Why are you trying to avoid it? It's going deeper into, yeah, fitness is your therapy, but if it's a detrimental one and it's not helping you with what it is you're doing, then don't go. Um, I'll come up with options as far as going goes. But um, what goes through your head when you are forcing yourself to not go? A lot of it is going to start off with um, being lazy. There's no reason for you not to go. You are fully capable of going. People have gone to the gym with bigger injuries or harder lives or harder stories or harder difficulties than you are. There's no excuse for you. Like you need a valid reason. You need somebody to give you permission to say no. And that was my biggest thing is I just wanted validation. I just wanted somebody to say, yeah, it is hard. Yeah. It's okay to take a day off. Yeah, you are struggling. Yeah, I know you worked hard and it sucks that it didn't happen. But you can give yourself that. If you are isolating yourself, if you are pushing people away because you want to, I heard this in another podcast, but like you want to be the lone wolf. You want to um, do it yourself. Like nobody else is understanding what you're doing. So just pushing them aside and just really isolating yourself, but also wanting somebody to help you to support you and wanting it in a specific way, but worried that somebody is just going to push it aside or actually not listen or like validate that you aren't doing enough and you don't want to chance it. So give yourself permission to say, yeah, it sucks right now. Yeah, I did do my best. I did my best for where I was at with what I had for that day. I could have done better the day before or the day after, or I've done better in the past, but as of that day, I know I gave it my all. I know that I've, that today, today is a good day. Today is an okay day to just take a step back. And that's okay. And this is why it's necessary. <laughs> Because you need to get back to being able to just go to the gym and it be your therapy to just take some time. And it's good to have that healthy balance. Like, remember, you aren't growing. You aren't bettering yourself in the gym. The gym is where you tear yourself down, is where you pick yourself apart, is where you challenge yourself to be better. And the days off, the days away from the gym, the days outside, the moments outside is when you recover, is when you heal, is when you get stronger, is when that muscle is recovering and can get bigger and better. 
And if you aren't allowing it to, by not taking days off, by forcing it, by punishing it even more when it wasn't necessary to do, you are not going to get as big and as strong and as powerful as you are capable of. And that's when you need to take time away. It's dealing with the hard stuff. It's dealing with the emotions that you don't want to deal with. Because you, because either you or somebody you know said that it wasn't bad enough. It wasn't necessary. You've gone through worse. You can handle more. Whatever it might be. But it's okay to take time off. And it's good. And it's healthy. And you should. But here's when you do go to the gym. So it is a bit of a process. And this is what I take my people through and what I've gone through as well. So it first starts off with taking time off, especially if you don't, if you don't take time off and you don't force yourself to, or anything like that. The next step is learning to force yourself to go back. So this is when, so when to make yourself go and why. If you are in a bad, depressed, anxious state and you are letting the world eat you alive, you know fitness helps. You know being active is good for you, but you are avoiding it because you don't have the motivation to even get out of bed. This is when movement, movement as a whole comes in handy. It doesn't have to be... A badass workout at the gym where you're picking up heavy things and you're PRing and maxing out and all that kind of stuff. Going can simply be going outside for a walk, can simply be doing some stretching, can simply be doing some yoga. But I always start with a walk. I know I said this before as well, but walks changed my life. <laughs> Because I always thought I had to run. I had to make the most of my working time. And going for a walk was what you did when you had to, like, go from your car to the store. Like, you didn't just go for a walk. Because if you could walk, you could run. So what's the point in that? But walking is so therapeutic. It is so good for you. And I went from not liking it at all to I will go as long as it's not, like, raining or a blizzard outside. Like, even if it's cold and it's, like, 10 degrees or something, if it's below zero, I'll think about it. But bundle up. If it's not windy and knocking me over, I will go. I will go for a coffee walk. Coffee walks are my favorite thing in the entire world, whether it's caffeinated or decaf coffee. Because I've started doing that because I wanted to go on coffee walks at night, but I did not want to caffeinate. And it, you don't need coffee in order to go for a walk. But... That was something I liked the thought of and I liked the idea of, but I didn't think that I could do it because that's not what athletes do. That's not what fit people do, (laughs) but it can be. And that's when you should is when you are so consumed with your life and you have no motivation to go. That's when you go. When everything inside of you says, I don't want to go, I don't want to do this, I just need time away. And it's not because of an injury, it's not because you're sick, it's not... The only time that it's okay to say, I don't want to go to the gym, when you don't necessarily need to take time off, is when it's a little rebellious. So, for me, for example, I didn't go to the gym, 
today because you hear you heard it here first. I have a boyfriend, so <laughs> it's official. But the guy that I was seeing, he was gone for over a week or 10 days, I think. That's over a week. But um, we hung out last night and slept in and just it was nice. It was nice. We had some time to ourselves. He asked me Monday. So you're hearing this on Wednesday, Monday, it's official. Um, but we were just hanging out. We were just having a good time and I didn't feel like getting up right away and spent the morning with him hanging out. I mean, he had to go to work and everything, but just having a chill, relaxed morning because I could. So as I'm recording this, it's my day off. So there was no excuse for me not to go to the gym. I had plenty of time. There's other times throughout the day that I could have gone, but I decided I just didn't really want to. I looked at the workout. It was mostly cardio and working on, um, handstand pushups, but I just felt like, you know what? I kind of want to do my own thing today. So I decided to go on a run instead, a two and a half, almost three mile run and have been relaxing, motivated, working on other things, just relaxing too. And that's when changing fitness to movement has really spiked everything for me. I saw in one of my journals that I wrote down that, um, I made like a statement or declaration for what my future was going to look like. And as far as like my fitness side of things, I'm, I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do. Cause I change move, I change fitness to movement. So I do movement twice a day. And I initially, I thought that that was like two workouts a day, but no, it's not. It's, I go for my morning coffee walk and I go work out. Sometimes I do something extra. Sometimes I switch it up, but those are my two movements that I do every day because I want to, and because they make me happy. And by forcing myself to initially not go to the gym and deal with my stuff and realize how I was numbing out. And even though the gym was my therapy, I was numbing out and I was forcing myself into a destructive pattern with it. And then also forcing myself to go when I was in really depressed states and did not want to do anything at all. And like getting out of bed was the hardest thing of my day. Like starting so this earlier this year is I was going through a lot, went through a really bad breakup and I just got to the point where I was done and tired of feeling the way that I was feeling. And I knew I wanted my life to look different and I knew that I was capable of more. And it's like, I have a gym membership, but it's not lighting me up like it used to. So why don't I go back to CrossFit? Because CrossFit was everything that I wanted, even though it's not necessarily bodybuilder training, which I really enjoy too, but it pushes me and challenges me in a way that I enjoy and is hard and I don't like it, but it's also really good. So I forced myself to go. Started off slow, started off a couple times a week and it grew to every day. And that's what I'm doing. I'm going every day and I'm maxing out and I'm making new PRs and I'm seeing what I'm actually capable of simply by choosing to go. And once you've balanced those two out, that's when you get to the point where I'm at and you're able to find the joy in fitness again, because it's never forced, but a want and a choice to be better. 
And that's the most powerful place to be. I posted in my stories today when I'm recording it, it's Tuesday, but, um, how once you find the balance and control and this beautiful mix that you're able to create with it, it's all becomes your choice, your balance, your power. It becomes your life that you are taking control over. And it's a no-brainer at that point. I was the person that needed motivation to get out of bed in the day, to start my day, to even just go to work, let alone work out. I needed inspirational and motivational videos because I couldn't find it in myself. And now I don't know the last time I listened to a motivational video or anything like that. The most I listen to is podcasts and podcasts just like remind me now they remind me of my own power. Like if they're not business or anything like that, if they're fitness related in any kind of way. And I'm very specific and very picky in like who I listen to and who I like let into my mind. But if they're not business related and they're more fitness related, it's more a reminder or a challenge in the way that I view things. And it solidifies me in where I'm at. Like, I don't, I don't take pre-workout. I, I drink coffee in the morning before my workouts and I'm dehydrated. Like, the best thing ever for you before you go work out. And I, I'm challenging myself and I'm pushing myself and I'm seeing what I'm capa- capable of depending on that day. Like, I still have days where I don't push myself to, like, my max effort for the day. I'm still kind of, like, a little wimpy with it. But I also know that it's my choice. That each time that I choose to not push my full potential that day, I'm doing that to myself. And I'm shortchanging myself for the actual power, the actual limit, the actual limitless potential that I could have. And as of right now, I'm okay with that. And it's my choice. And you need to know that. You need to know that whatever you decide and whatever it is that you want to do, it's your choice. And good or bad... You get to decide it because it's your life. And just because everybody else is pushing their absolute max doesn't mean you have to all the time. I say this in my classes and I've said it throughout this time, but you only have your best for today, not yesterday or tomorrow, but whatever you have right here, right now. And that's more than enough. You came to the gym, you go to the gym, you go to your movement for a reason. And whatever that reason is, Make sure you get the absolute most out of it. If it's just to get your head, get you out of your head, then do whatever it's going to take for you to get that. If it's to really push and challenge yourself, then make sure you're doing that. Like if it's just to go through the motions and to be a healthy and fit person and to be able to live a long life because that's the lifestyle you want, then do that. But understand where you're at where you're coming from, what you've already done, and address accordingly. Because you may have been already going through a lot. You have a lot of things in your past or previous days or leading up to this point that may change your initial outlook on things. But the more aware you are of yourself, of your mind, of your body, the better you're going to make these choices. The better it's going to be the more results you're going to get. Oh, I feel so good about this one. (laughs) But that's all I have to say with that. 
Your fitness cravings need to be addressed. And I see people deal with it in... Here's the other thing. Whether you need to hear this or not, you don't need to be diagnosed with a problem for you to have a problem. You don't need to have the title or the name in order to be dealing with stuff. I was never diagnosed with depression, anxiety, eating disorder, dyslexia, anything like that. But it doesn't mean that those things aren't, weren't and aren't difficult for me. I definitely know that from what I've seen, I was in a very depressed state. I definitely know that I can get very anxious easily. I definitely know that I deal with stress. I've dealt with stress in a bad way. I definitely know that my old eating habits and views of food was very destructive and of fitness as well. Don't wait for it to get bad enough to find a solution. I remember thinking that if I didn't throw up, then I didn't actually have an eating disorder. As long as I kept it down, I was fine. As long as I didn't look too thin, I was okay. I wasn't getting super thin, so I must not have a bad eating disorder. I can't because I look like this because I still have weight to lose. That's body dysmorphia too. I was able to look in the mirror and see that, but I also was able to catch it too. Because I was aware. Doesn't mean it didn't get bad. But don't wait for it to get bad and for somebody to say you need help in order to get it or before you get it. You can just decide that you want life to look different, that you're tired of where you're at right now. And you don't need a bigger reason than that. You don't need it to be detrimental. You don't need your life to be falling apart, your marriage to be falling apart, your job to be on the verge of gone, your body to be on the verge of destruction in order to get help. You can be vigilant and hyper aware and start seeing the warning signs. And if this is where you're at right now, especially when it comes to fitness, listen back to food if you need to. I would suggest doing that. But this is a great starting point. And I'm proud of you for even opening up to the idea of something different. Okay? So, take care of yourself. There is nothing wrong with you. This does not define you. Whether you go or you stay. And start doing some walks. Start taking some walks. I highly, highly encourage you to. So, this has drastically changed my life in the last four years. And in the last few months, I have fully taken ownership of it and solidified it in my life more and more. So, if you are interested in fast-tracking this, because I see so many people go through this change, go through this transformation as well, this mindset shift, um, but it does take a few years and you want a little bit more support, definitely go to Roxology Method, R-C-K-S-L-D-G-Y-M-Method.com. Um, all of my courses, one-on-one and um, group programs, if I do have those running as of right now, no, but in the future, if you're listening to this a little bit later on, they will be up and running. Um, all of that can be found there. Check it out. Do your research. Decide what it is that you want. And if working with me in some kind of way 
whether it's self-study courses or more one-on-one hands-on, check it out. I would love to help you out because this information is stuff that needs to get out and in a broader way and to be the norm. So on that note, I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for tuning in and check back next week as we do have two more podcasts left in this series. So thanks again and we'll talk soon. Bye.